This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Rick Siegmund. Rick Siegmund. He is stuck brick and mortar business. That is his focus. So congratulations, Rick. If you guys want to win 100 bucks every Monday on the show, in order to enter, simply subscribe to the show on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444. Again, text the word Nathan to 33444. Top Tribe, you know I don't have a lot of time to waste. That's why I use FreshBooks to send out invoices and make sure I'm collecting my money. To get your free month, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. This is episode 366. Going up bright and early tomorrow morning, you'll hear from George Arison. He's raised 94 million bucks with a car marketplace and has over 207 employees. Top Tribe! Welcome back to another episode of The Top. We are here with Kendall, who she runs her own cheese shop. We're gonna talk about that in a second, but first, Kendall, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready to tangle, let's do so, it. So, you get married, it's 2010, you and John are on your honeymoon, and he goes, honey, I wanna quit my job and get into cheese. What do you say? Okay, first of all, you gotta set the scene right. It's 2007. Oh, seven, right? okay, good. And we're in the Caribbean, um, in Grenada, just above Trinidad and Tobago, and we're on this private secluded beach, which we got in an auction, so we showed up and we didn't know if it was, during um, uh, monsoon season or whatever, so. Um, it was dis super discounted? Yes, so yeah. we didn't know, if, we got a $10,000 package for 1500, and we didn't know if we were gonna Ooh. show up and it was gonna be like, oh, honeymoon, or, Yay, adventure. Yeah. <laughs> so we get there and we're on this private beach and the sun is hot and we're sweating and you can feel there's beautiful white sand underneath our toes and and my husband who is a cheese ball but um bum but <laughs> a cheese ball um, by nature says wow I, we just had the perfect wedding and I have the perfect wife and we have the perfect dogs and the perfect home I just don't have the perfect job and that's where I joke uh, that he had had one too many perfect pina coladas because he was feeling the moment <laughs> um, and he said I want to quit my job and I said what do you want to do and he said something in cheese and we have no professional culinary background besides we like to eat a lot. I mean, he was raised on Velveeta, mm -hmm. and for the note, we're not snobs. We still eat Velveeta. We just don't call it cheese anymore. Um, so I, we don't. We in that regard, because Velveeta say, won't be sponsoring the show anytime yeah. soon. But. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's a place for everything, and yeah. nothing makes queso like a Velveeta. All right. Go, so we are. There's the hedge. Yeah. There's the hedge. Um, and so, uh, plus, you, everybody needs storm shelter cheese. There you go. So, um, so we said. What are we gonna do or, or he said something in cheese um, and I think he said give me two years I can either go get my MBA and put a lot of debt into getting that and come out with a business plan or I actually think that I can write my own business plan and put the debt straight into a business and so um, he, he he waited he's a CPA by trade he finished okay. out that season um, he didn't want to leave his, his employers in the busy season yep. so he finished it out and then um, he started looking into what his personal adventure would look like. Um, and at the time I left my job, I was um, a Board of Immigration Appeals accredited rep running a program um, for immigrant survivors of abuse like human trafficking um, and domestic violence. And I loved the job, but it also was coming to a point where I thought, well, I'm gonna have to go back and get a, a second grad degree in social work, or I need some other tools in my arsenal to assist the people that I'm helping and to help myself get through it. Um, mm -hmm. 
And um, along those lines, we ran a grilled cheese club out of our house, because um, this was before there was only one other grilled cheese restaurant in the nation. Clearly, there's that's a, a big market, a market now. Yeah. Um, but I'm actually glad we aren't one of the many who are doing that. Um, so we ran a grilled cheese club out of our house. Um, John went and trained in France. And through the course of doing all this, it was still his adventure. This was still 08, 09? Mm -hmm. okay. uh, yeah, so 08. Um, we were about like six months into that, into his foray, into looking into it. And we knew that we always wanted to work together. We can't stand to be apart like if mm -hmm. we take two different cars we're just like to work <laughs> for that five seconds <laughs> we know it's disgusting we're made fun of it all the time my mother is super embarrassed that i'll say that but we really like to be together um and so we wanted to work together and to be honest i always thought it would be in my nonprofit. um <laughs> one but, day yes one day time, yeah um but instead we fell in love with the story of cheese and with the cheese makers and the people producing it in this labor of love and i actually grew up on a um, farm and a ranch and with an agricultural background and I got away from it as quickly as I could. Yep. Um, and we both met at school in Washington, D.C. at Georgetown University. Um, but in a way, I started realizing that romantics had the story of this could be how I could speak to that labor of love. Um, and that we, are, we say that we're not we don't craft cheese, we craft stories. Mm -hmm. And so John and I sat down and really looked, hey, is this our opportunity to do something together? And we assessed our strengths and we determined that we're good at talking, mm -hmm. um, for better or for worse. We're good at eating, for better or for worse. We are our best version of ourselves when we're together. Um, and we wanted to do something that would allow for future traveling that when work could be incorporated into that and, and to start a family. So what, what was the name of the business and what year did it officially launch? Uh, Antonelli's Cheese Shop. Antonelli's or, Cheese Shop. Or okay. Antonelli's Cheese LLC. Um, and it, we opened our doors February 11th of 2010, uh, two years and five days after he said that, but made that proclamation. I was going to say 08, 09, 010, like not a great time to be quitting your job and going into like anything. Nope. But right? as my husband says, it was actually a really good time. If you can find the capital, everything was cheaper in a mm -hmm. recession. So we got in at really good. We, we lease our tea shop, um, which is in central Austin in a great location. Um, and we got in with pretty good rates. Um, what, what's the rate? How much do you pay monthly on the well, lease? Well, now we pay $12 a square foot triple net, and, and so it's going up, but it wasn't originally triple net or anything like that. Now, it wasn't empty. For folks that don't know what triple net means, what does that mean? Oh, God. You're going to make me go... But it, well, I don't know what that means. What is that? You, you pay for, like, repairs, HVAC, everything yourself? Is that what it means? No, we, we have to pay percentage on profit, on... So, the, what are the three things? Who's oh, help us out. Yeah. You guys know what that means? Triple net? It, you, you pay a pro rata share based on your square footage of all of the facility and operating costs. Oh, so if there's like flooding on the roof and there's 20 tenants, right. it divides down right. to you to some point. Okay. I do like, it makes me look more legitimate if when she's talking, I do my hand like this. Like, that one. See, but triple net lease, what does that look like? Cost per month if you just add it all up? Do you know? Uh, lease expense? No. Um, well, our shop is um, $7,500. Um, so you're paying something like 6000 7000 per month. Does that sound about right? Our shop is not 7,500. It's 700 square feet. 700. So you're 700 like square feet retail um, in the back of the house, which is actually a teeny shop. Um, it's about 1,200 square feet total for okay. the shop. Yeah. So this brings me to my next question. You have multiple business models. I imagine people walk in, you sell cheese. You also have a subscription service that where right. people can buy cheese, right? right? Uh, three, six, 12 months. You also have like a wholesaling model. I want to go deep on one of these. Which one do you make? did you make the most money from in 2015? Uh, okay, well, our whole, so we are very open with the books. Mm -hmm. I will say that my husband, there's a reason we, um, you divide and conquer. So when you're entrepreneurs, you all wear a little of every hat, but there's a point where that becomes extremely inefficient and you have to buckle down and each, each do what you rock at. Um, so I rock at going out and making connections and making money. That's yep. my job. Uh, my husband's job is making sure we spend it the right way. Yep. So he's now a, uh, our CEO. We just 
switched hats um, this last January. It was really hard for me to go give He's up that CEO, co-CEO but you're, title. But you're like president, right? Or um, you're like board chair or like... We haven't really na- labeled it, you know? So you give him the pants, but you have the belt, right? You some, yeah. There's some checks and balances You know, here. I think for me, it was a big growth phase for me because I didn't feel the need to define it. So yeah. we say I'm co-owner, co-founder, and business development right now. Um, but really, our goal is we need a, two people who wake up every morning, one who makes sure we don't lose money, and one who makes sure we go make it. So and do you so know which of those avenues made you the most money in 2015? Yes. So where I was going with all of this, before you interrupt me. Sorry, oh sorry. Okay. Just hit me. So no. we try to practice open book management, um, but we are really open with with all of our numbers. So if anybody wants to call and question us because whatever I'm about to say doesn't make sense, feel free to do so. John <laughs> we'll link to really that in the show notes. Yeah. Um, so, but we did um, for our overall business 1.9 in 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2015, yes, and we're expected, anticipated around 2.2 if we if we hit our projections this year of 2. And what million. was first year revenue? Do you remember? 350,000. Wow. Okay. So and that was in 2011. Yes, and we started in 2010. We started oh, just my husband and I, cute little small mom and pop tea shop. We cut the cheese every day. Um, <laughs> Um, and then but we, you you do it joking like that, but you know the story is what sells. I mean, right. So we we talk about we get asked to speak on personal branding a lot and on our what we call living um, passion with purpose. And so we're gonna we say we're gonna write a book called Passion with Purpose. Crap, I shouldn't say that. There you go. I'm gonna copyright free, it. Nobody free, take free, that. Free sell in there. Passion with purpose. Um, so, but our um, goal. Uh, what was it? Which the what's the biggest? So 1.9 million 2015. Yes. Oh. Which one made the most wholesaling, the subscription model, or people walking into the cheese shop and buying on the spot? So this is what's tricky about our business because when when uh, in potential would-be investors, which we don't have any investors, we're ourselves right now. We're fully funded ourselves, um, which we like so far because I like being my own boss and not yeah. being accountable to anybody. Um, it's tricky. So our retail does the best for us. and um, our, our retail does the best with a little shop in the back of a thing? Mm-hmm. So our COGS, but this is where you're not going to want to get into cheese. Okay. But our, our COGS um, and our profit margin is split basically 50-50% um, on average. Um, and it depends on the product. Um, Hold on, I want to make sure I break that down. So if someone walks in, name a cheese for me. Something you sell. Uh, we'll just say a cheddar. Okay, a cheddar ball. Is that a thing? A cheddar wall? A ball. A ball of cheddar? No. When no, I go into your shop, what do I order? A wheel of cheddar. Oh, a wheel. It's a wheel. Okay, so when I walk in to buy a wheel of cheddar from your shop. A ball of cheddar. Well, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> no kidding. What, is it, what does it cost? Um, so say that that is um, a $20 per pound cheese. We we paid, or say I sell something at a dollar, I paid 50 cents to get it. Really? Okay, so yeah. it's expen- this is like expensive ingredients. Yeah, it's very expensive. So what this we is do is just cow milk, right? Well, everything. You got to come in. So well, <laughs> you haven't even let me tell what we do. But I will get to say it. Go. All right. Because uh, we do cow's milk, goat's milk, sheep's milk, all of the above. Okay. Um, so Which is the most expensive? I'm just curious. Sheep's milk. Sheep's is yes, most because sheep yield the least amount of milk. Yeah, so I'm going to buy her a sheep here in a second. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's really labor intensive. You don't get that much yield. It's got anyway, it. We won't go there. Um, you don't own animals, do you? No. So that's where people come in every day asking, oh, but which cheese do you make? Our goal, we really came, we had to think about that decision. Um, and for us, it was that lifestyle of wanting to pick up and travel. And cheesemakers work really hard for what they do. They can't leave the farm if they're farmstead producers, which means they have their own animals. So they get up every morning and their animals are waiting in the barn at 6 a.m. to be milked. And they're waiting there at 5 p.m. every day. And you don't want to go on vacation and all of a sudden have somebody else come milk your animals. I mean, you don't want other people touching touching the girls. That's really awkward. I know. So um, You just took that to a whole other level. Well, hey, it's when I was uh, just had my newborn and I was breastfeeding. I don't want to know. I had a whole new appreciation for dairy animals. Like I would walk in and they would be pumping the animals and I would be like, oh yeah, it's time. Oh yeah. So 
<laughs> the point being that you you have to respect that animal and you can't leave them be though. So it was like I, I used to show sheep when I was. I usually up. say I totally understand, I can relate, but I have no idea yes, what you're so talking about. I'm trying about. to paint this picture for you, Nathan. Uh, it's okay. painted. Oh, it is there. Uh, but I used to show sheep when I when I was growing up, and my parents made me do it as a business model. So I had a checking account when I was really young. Uh -huh. um, and you couldn't just go to a party that night and not feed your sheep. You had uh -huh. to take care of them. So where we get into that for, um, and my parents are ranchers in North Texas. You can't leave your herd. And John and I really wanted a, a lifestyle that would allow for us to travel someday. So we consciously made the decision that we weren't going to be cheesemakers. Um, and even kind of running that grilled cheese club out of our house, we realized we're more front of the house than back of the house, if you will. Yep. So back of the house, often being chefs um, and cheesemakers, people who like to create, they're really into that science part. They like to put their hands in. They don't necessarily gain energy from talking to other people. In fact, that drains them. John and I are the exact opposite. We wanted to be out of the kitchen. We wanted to be talking to all of our guests. Storytelling. Yes. And so, so yeah. and we would start telling in this grilled cheese club the stories of how this cheese was made and who made it and why they made it. And it's because their kids were allergic to cow's milk and they couldn't get any goat's milk. So they bought a herd of goats and then they had a surplus of goat's milk. And so then they started making cheese. And lo and behold, those people are what we call the goat ladies of the 80s who started the American artisanal cheese movement. The goat ladies of the 80s. Yes. Woof. We're so off track here, by the way. That's good. Well, okay. okay. Go so deep retail. with. Hold on. Go deep with me on the wheel of cheese for a second. Let's just let's just like rapid fire. Let's just numbers on this if you know. Okay, them. I, I wheel, don't rapid fire numbers. That's but okay we'll try. though. Wheel of cheese, dollar fifty cents goes to the maker. Right. Whoever, someone in Austin maybe. Do, right. do you yes. source locally? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, 50 cents goes there. What are your other expenses on the dollar? Uh, labor. We have, and we have a really big labor. Um, we, when you come into our shop, what's different from buying cheese from us than anywhere else is you have a, a dedicated cheesemonger. So we have a dedicated a, cheese what? Cheesemonger. Monger. Yes. As a like person. We monger the cheese. Yes. Okay. Yes. How many people do you have working there? Um, well, at the cheese shop, we have a team of six or seven that rotate. 700 square feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and our goal They're not is. all there at the same time. No, busy season they are. Yeah. Really? And so it's okay. really labor intensive. For, they, people don't know it, but when they come into our shop, a cheesemonger is basically assigned to them. And even while they're just looking around, if they pick up a honey, our goal as a cheesemonger is giving that honey to them and saying, here, taste this. So John and I are really on this culinary journey of where we want to learn all things artisanal food mm -hmm. and through the medium of cheese and what pairs with it. And we're inviting a other, others all along on that journey. And the best way you can is to break down that barrier and just give them samples. Yeah. Um, That's like when you're walking through a food court and they like shove food in your face, you eat it, and then you're yeah. Yeah, but that's actually a really bad model for us because people just pick it and go. For us, it's all about that education. So we say, teach, don't preach. But how can we talk about the story of how that was made? And artisanal cheese can be really expensive. And we also, we should say, do everything we like to go with it. So charcuterie, which means cured meats, salamis, prosciuttos. Mm -hmm. um, we do beer and wine. We do a whole line of preserves, jams, honeys, olives. How many SKUs do you have total, do you know? Uh, well, we've sold, I think, something ridiculous like... Um, a t two thousand plus um, at one time in the shop. Then it got up to Skew, two thousand skews in the shop at the same time. Yes, Ooh. but we realized that was extremely inefficient, and yeah. so we've we've pulled back. Um, it's like a third of a square foot per skew. Yes, so we had to go and look at like how much does each product pay in rent to sit on that shelf yeah. and to be where it's at. So, what's your most lucrative product? Oh. What do you make the most? Do you know? I think what we're proudest about as a cheese shop. No, no, no. Which one do you make the most money off of? Cheese. No, no. Which cheese? The che the oh. wheel of cheddar. The oh, the ball. No, it's a wheel. I got it right. The wheel yes, of cheddar. Yes, the wheel of cheddar. The um, salon, the honey. Do you I mean, know? we keep most of all those margins. Um, 
What do we, so beer and wine we make the least out of. Okay. Restaurants make a lot of beer and wine because they can pour glass and they charge up by the glass. Yep. We make it retail pretty small on beer and wine. Um, so we just have it as a, a, a compliment to the goods. So you don't make money there. Yeah, not really. So cheese, most of the things ha hover around that 50% uh, margin for us. 50% gross margin. What's mm -hmm. typical net margin? Do you know? Um, How much do you make on the dollar sale? Oh, oh so for retail, Bottom I don't know line. with our labor right now. Um, probably then, I don't know. 10 cents, 20 cents? Yeah, to ideal then would be like 20 cents in retail. So 20% net margin. Yeah, because the other part of our business we didn't get to is wholesale. So we sell to around 200 restaurants and chefs in Central Texas. Um, Hold on, on the 1.9 million in 2015, how much was wholesale? Okay, I got it. I wrote this, this one down. Good. Okay, how much was it? Um, Wholesale was uh, almost half of that. Okay, that's big. Yeah, it's a lot. Yes. Yeah, Break down the other. 000. Read some of these other numbers to me. What so was retail the rest? was six hundred forty-five thousand, and then we have a catering program, which is where we also we cheese trays that people can pick up. We don't go do traditional catering; they pick up cheese trays. Uh, we also include our monthly cheese subscriptions. We have a cheese of the month club. How many people are signed up for that? Um, right now, it, it dwindles right now, so people all mostly sign up at the holidays, um, and we got to 150 okay. this year, which was huge for That's us. That's nice. It's We've like, had 30 it's, on average before. It's then. like predictable revenue when yeah. it's like monthly recurring, And we right? get it, cash is king. We yeah. get it up front. Totally. <laughs> so it's great. Um, Read some of these other numbers to me. So 152 on catering. And then events. We do, we teach cheese tasting classes. We do wine and cheese appreciations, so we team up with businesses and, and offer team building events, leadership events, um, client appreciations, um, and then all sorts of other bachelorette parties and this and that. And we made 200,000 in that last year. Okay. So our best scalable model is putting into more into catering and events right now. Mm -hmm. um, and what did you- Wholesale, we have horrible margins on. Are they horrible? Well, just because it's volume and it's wholesale, right? Yes. They're and then marking it up to their customers. Yes, or and we have to compete with bigger distributors around us who aren't necessarily selling the same quality of cheese that we are or taking care of it. In some cases they are, um, but we have to be competitive with that and really give a chef though a why to come to us. Um, which again is a really high service model, we cut down. So if a coffee shop wants to only buy three pounds of cheese a week, we don't make them buy a whole wheel, which traditional distributors do. We will cut down. So which we're- Which is so nice. It's I would great. say you're taking the wheel, you're taking the whole wheel, or you're getting no cheese. That's what I would do. <laughs> yes, so- Go get Velveeta from the supermarket. But here's what our wholesale program has done from, with for us. It's given us buying power. Mm -hmm. So whereas we used to have to buy cheese from traditional networks that were already coming to Austin, we now, because we have all of our wholesale clients, can go direct to the producer mm. in many cases we can buy pallets of cheese at a time and then cheese is perishable good which is really difficult so we have to move it as quickly as yep. possible and what's so, the shelf life average it depends on the cheese okay. anywhere from on a fresh cheese is a week to um, a bloomy rind cheese like Brie and Camembert that has that thin white skin a couple weeks to maybe a month on it depending on it and then an aged cheese like a cheddar you know they can be a one-year-old cheddar, a five-year-old cheddar, 10-year-old yep. cheddar, but unless you're storing it in the proper conditions, which is affinage, so it has great um, air control and humidity, you're not doing that cheese any good. You're, mm -hmm. you're killing it while you keep it. So our goal is really to get product and turn it around as quickly as possible. Okay, good. So on the one point, on the 1.9 million, how much do you make on that? How much did you make in 2015? But do you know? Um, zero. <laughs> do you, okay, so it's because um, you're investing in growth. Yeah, so, so would was, you take investors? Um, I, John and I are looking into it right now. How much he, are you trying to raise? We haven't gotten that specific yet. So okay. right now, we, we think if we hit our numbers, we'll be profitable this year. If we hit 2.2 million, we'll um, profit about 80,000. Do you pay 000. yourself though? I mean, like how do you guys take money home to yes, save for so travel? We, we did start paying ourselves um, in year two. And then we, this last year, chose to cut it off because we're really looking to hire talented people. And what's difficult about being, we're, we say that we're, um, 
straddling right now the small mom and pop and really trying to become a sustainable business. So we've gotten a lot of offers um, just of people like, hey, I love you guys. I love the entrepreneurial spirit. I love the story. I want to be involved. And we've yet to really sit down and look at that and what that means and if we need it or want it yet because we know that we have some costs that we're trying to get under control. Yep. Um, What's the biggest one? Uh, well, inventory management, and yep. so getting a key person in that inventory management role. That's why I love software. Yeah. No inventory. Yes. I'll eat cheese while I manage my no inventory. Oh, you love. I thought you were saying the proper software, and I was like, that proper software isn't really good, actually. No, no, when no. Um, and no, we I mean, gotta put our hands I on don't the have cheese. inventory. Yeah. So, um, but what, why? So why do we do what we do without it being hugely profitable? Is we love what we do, and we get to talk about these people. We go. Um, we took off for the month of February, and we went to New Zealand. And uh -huh. my husband judged the New Zealand cheese championships there, um, and we lived there for a month with our two-year-old and four-year-old in an RV, wow. and we visited cheesemakers. Two years ago, we did it in England with Neil Jardieri, um, and so we could, as a business, could pay to go do that because we were doing work um, we aren't we chose just now not to um, draw a salary because we are drawing a salary and then we're reinvesting back in it and I was and like, this makes no it's sense. always what's happened yes. yeah and then you're like tax all this crap yeah right so so let me ask you a question if someone today watching me somebody wrote you a million dollar check and said we want 45 percent of the business you guys keep doing your thing but here's a million bucks in cash would you take that deal no we need to be smarter we need to make sure that we're controlling it the right way what would you take what would the deal be i mean i'd probably go home spend a really late night cramming it and, <laughs> and then it. come back tomorrow is that how you're thinking about it though or are you thinking about it in terms of selling a portion of equity for a lump sum of cash or are you trying to do like a royalty deal nope. do you know what structure you're looking at or we're, we're still in the um weekend mom and pop do what you traffic. want yeah that's that's great. Well, hey, it's amazing. It's amazing what you guys have built. And you know, I, guys, I do research obviously for all these interviews. The storytelling, even just on the website, down to the the white font that looks like chalk, right? I mean, it, their website looks like a Pinterest board. So the storytelling telling is unbelievable. But Kendall, if people want to follow your story online as you continue to build, where can they do that? Sure. I send a weekly email newsletter, um, and I've written it. I didn't even miss the weeks that we were in the hospital giving birth to our kids. Um, wow. And we started it three months before we ever opened, and we send one out. Every Every week and it's always a mixture of what's new in the shop what cheese is tasting great our personal story of entrepreneurship because we found that people are just as, as linked to that if not um, more than the cheese mm -hmm. um, wait I have to cut you off yeah because we just had an interview where we talked about maternity and paternity leave right I'm wondering why you just felt like you had to be really proud of the fact that you didn't miss an email while you were giving or just after you gave birth um, that's a good question just being like why did you feel like you had to say that um, it, I don't think it, I think it, we say that our personal brand is our professional brand. And so when people are investing in buying a cheese with us, they're supporting us in a lifestyle and this idea that we can go back to small businesses, we can support good slow food. Um, and so for me, it's a we stamp are, of a no, it's not even that we are, we've opened ourselves up. We wanted a life where I got really stressed out having to separate professional and personal and this time and this time. And I realized, and I still battle this every day, but, um, oh, today I was a really good boss, but I was a horrible mother. I was late to pick yeah. them up or this or that. And we're trying to make a world where those can coexist together. And so we can take our kids traveling to, to meet cheesemakers and they come into the shop afterwards. Um, and so for us, it was a natural part of being in the hospital and mm -hmm. saying, uh, sharing that story with, we have 12,000 people who um, have signed up on our listserv. And so to say, I still use the word listserv. Nobody uses that That's anymore. That's okay, but our on email your email list, yeah. Um, and say, hey, here's our, our baby girl. Thank you guys for your support. Because of all of you, this is happening for us. When so you use baby us. pictures, does the sales spike? 
Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. See, Nothing like a kid holding a piece of cheddar up. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing um, a little kitten and you're like, and bacon and you're yeah. like, Yeah. But I think that was a good point. I also know that I was really lucky as a business owner. I was extremely sick and at home um, with nausea. There was no morning sickness for me. It was entire pregnancy, full-time sickness. And thank God I own my own business because mm -hmm. I was at home, sorry, hugging a toilet bowl for yeah. almost the whole time. And if I had been at a traditional job, I'm pretty sure I would have been laid off. So That's great. Well, owning our own business has been extremely challenging, but at the same time, it affords us so many possibilities that wouldn't have been able. So you let people in, they read the story. Where can they connect with you personally online as they watch you grow? Um, I'm info at AntonellisCheese.com. Okay. So, and we try to answer every email. And AntonellisCheese.com is the website? It is. Guys, we will link to that in the show notes. Okay, so look out for that. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, and you came out of nowhere. Your website's growing so fast. How'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator. I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator. And the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin. And guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan, you can see Sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. Okay, Top Tribe, as many of you know, I sold Heyo, and everyone is always asking me what my expenses were when I was building Heyo. Well, a big expense was that I spent over three grand per month on financial services to keep me out of trouble in terms of taxes. You know, my mom would always harbor me, Nathan, you gotta keep all your receipts and put them in a freaking box or something to make sure you don't get an audit or things like this. I'm like, mom, I'm a millennial. You think I'm gonna keep all these receipts? I now use FreshBooks. I use their mobile app to take a picture of receipts, and it makes taxes a cinch. Additionally, I don't have to hire a $3,000 per month person to manage all my finances. It's like saving so much money and my mom's happy. Additionally, I don't waste a bunch of time creating invoices. I use their templates and I can avoid using Word templates or Excel files. I just use FreshBooks to quickly send out invoices and it works like a charm. To get your free first month, go to NathanLatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Again, go to NathanLatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Kendall, it's time for my favorite part of the show. Do you know what it's called? The awesome kick-ass answer the five questions. Yes, it's time for the famous five. <laughs> Number one, ready? Okay. What's your favorite business book? Okay, I don't have a favorite, but That's I'm reading okay. a lot of books. Um, I recently read, well, a year ago we read Good to Great, um, yep, and Jim that Collins, was and this one. big transition for us in Uncontainable, uncontainable okay. um, from the gentleman, I think, uh, Kip Tyndall, who started the Container Store. Um, the one that I'm currently reading is Mastering the Rockefeller Habits. Yeah, Ron um, Harnish. Yes. Nobody reads that book, but it's so you can execute from yes. it. So appreciations to Kevin O'Brien and Angie O'Brien who own Pet Relocation locally. They just uh, recommended that to us and my husband loved it and he's changing everything day to day about our business right now based on that and so I'm in the middle of that. It's so. a great book. It, you know, I went through the exercise of doing it and it's like when you're done, you have like a sheet like this yeah. and it's like, it's like you feel like a football coach because you have everything on one. You feel like you can be in your cheese shop like calling the plays depending on what's happening in the environment from that one pager. Great. I'm looking forward to it. No, that's it's what fun. I really it's want. amazing. So that's your favorite business book. Number three, Favorite online tool? Oh, um, 
Uh, Anyone? What do you use for like? I'm a, I'm a people person. Yeah, people person. <laughs> do you use anything? Uh, accounting. What do you use for accounting? Uh, we use uh, QuickBooks. QuickBooks, QuickBooks okay. Pro. And then we use ProsperWorks as our CRM, um, customer management system. So. Okay. And we've heard a bit about situation. Married and two kids. Is that right? Yes. Any animals? Yes. Uh, Lucky Day and Abby Luna. Okay. Two yellow lab foster adopted pets. Oh, yes. very good. Okay. So here's the question. Yes or no? Are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? Yes. If I don't, I'm crap. You're done. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I got nothing up here. <laughs> I see all these entrepreneurs bragging on, you know, oh, I only get three hours of sleep. And I say, you know what? I don't, you put me in front of Bill Gates on three hours of sleep and I get eight, I'm gonna kick his butt every day. Right. Every freaking day. So I'm like, eight, you know, I, I preach this eight hours, eight hours, all these mattress companies call me and go, Nathan, can we sponsor the show? And I'm like, no, I don't want the money. But I will say, I gotta say, my husband, he, I think he, he'd say one of his number one books right now is The Miracle Morning. Um, How and he, Elrod. Yeah, and yeah. he started just getting up um, three, two months ago, every morning at 4 a.m. Um, so he is not getting eight hours of sleep yep. and he is living his most productive life ever. And it's so, good. yeah. That's good. And you guys want to stay tuned. Uh, in three days, we actually have Hal, Hal Elrod coming on, who wrote that Miracle Morning. It's an ah, amazing interview. I plugged him. I didn't that even know. A one, yeah. Get a little royalty. Do you like how we just kind of sneak that in? Yeah. It's like suave. All right. All right. Number uh, last question. Take us back to your 20-year-old self. What do you wish that she knew? Um, I guess I would say to her, I've always lived had an adventurous spirit, and I think that to be an entrepreneur, you have to be adventurous. So I'd say keep that adventurous spirit. Maybe do something every day. Have fun. I did that well at 20. But also do something every day that's furthering yourself. So whether it's one small thing, five minutes a day, but what? how are you developing yourself every day to be a better person? Top Tribe, there you have it. Invest in yourself every day from Kendall. Launched the cheese shop many years ago, did $350,000 first year. Now in 2015, did over $1.9 million via wholesaling subscription and retail sales seven employees they're traveling two I'm young ones 20 employees 20 employees traveling <laughs> enjoying life and remember folks okay feel bad for these well we won't go there i was gonna go the animal route and talk about no we won't go there kendall thank you for taking us to Actually, the top feel great for cheesemakers who take really good care of their animals there you go that's that's what i was trying to say much yeah. proud let me put kendall oh, thanks for taking thanks us to the David. top thank you yeah. If you enjoyed Kendall today, go back and listen to Amit yesterday. He went from consultant to $300,000 SaaS business. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Folks, breaking news. We have added two capuchin monkeys that can sit at a computer, type an email, and close a deal live on stage at the greatest business show on earth coming to Austin, Texas, October 6th. Brought to you by yours truly. We are almost sold out. So many people buying like Blake Allen, who is the CEO of AppLink, Timothy Delaforce, who works at the Work Lodge, and he's XHP, and hundreds of other people. It's going to be a show like you've never seen before. The greatest 
biggest business show on earth. Go get your tickets at nathanlatka.com forward slash Austin live before they sell out. nathanlatka.com forward slash Austin live to see these unbelievable two capuchin monkeys, billionaires battle on stage, startups go from bootstrap to billions live and much more. nathanlatka.com forward slash Austin live to get your tickets now. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.